You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. My name is Julie Gus's mom. And I am Tracy Emma's mom. And on the phone we have Karina. Whose mama are you, Karina? I am Ari and Luca's mom. I love the name Luca. Yeah. I feel like, um, I want to say we've had another guest with a Luca. I think recently. Yeah. And I was like, I just love that name. Yeah. We, it was one of our. And Ari too. To for um Ari and when we found out we were having another boy we just we knew it was it we were ready Aww. we had it ready <laughs> I was ready to go where are you calling yeah. us from Karina um my husband and I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area oh. in Texas okay and Did what's your husband's name uh Brian Brian with, with a y, y or an I with a y yes <laughs> Karina. He always makes that distinction. It's with a Y, not an I. The Y balances it out. Same Z's. My husband was is with a Y. <laughs> they must like, be best friends now. Yeah, they're all friends. <laughs> the ones that have Y's. Yes, the ones that they side eyeball the eye <laughs> the I ones. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you grow up? Um, here in uh, Fort Worth. I'm uh, from Fort Worth. My husband's originally from LA, but then his family moved to Dallas when he was about 13, 13 I think. Um. And yeah, I've been here my whole life. I haven't left. I did leave for grad school, but then came right back. Um, why don't you have an accent? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Everyone <laughs> says that. We, I honestly don't know. That's, <laughs> That's funny. funny. Yeah. Where'd you go to grad school? Um, in Texas, I went to grad school in Lubbock. So I did my undergrad oh, okay. here in Fort Worth. That's where my husband and I met at TCU. Um, and then uh, I went to grad school in Lubbock, but still Texas. It's probably even more Texas than Fort Worth. It's a big state. <laughs> Texas. Is it is. It's huge. Yeah. I've never been. When did you get married, Karina? Um, we got married twice, actually. We got married in December 2018. Um, I was about to get kicked off of my parents' insurance. <laughs> and we knew we were getting married and I was going to need insurance. So I we just that. went ahead and went to the courthouse and got married. Um, we were already engaged. Keeping it real. Keeping yeah. it real. Yep. <laughs> we were like, hey, we're going to do this anyway, and we kind of need to do it now. So right. we did. Um, you and wanted to, we... and then you needed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we got married um, through the church uh, the next year, November 2019. Did you tell people that you were married that whole, like, 11 months? Yeah. No, yeah, we oh. did. We um, – because I was uh, – finishing up I was in clinicals at that time so um I was here in the area doing my clinicals and then went back to Lubbock a few months later for graduation and all that stuff so while we were here was we got married we even had like a little party um at my parents and just you know close friends and family um so yeah we we got to have we had so many celebrations it was it was so much fun that is like an ongoing celebration Yeah. yeah so uh what did that look like talking about growing your family um, I think I was a lot more ready than Brian was at first. I was kind of at that point where, hey, we've been married now at this point, um, almost two years. I had 
just started working and, you know, finance finished grad school, started working. Um, we had uh, just moved into a bigger apartment. He had just started a new job too, um, which was kind of what he had been wanting to do for a while, wanted to leave where he had been at. Um, so things were looking really good. And we kind of, yeah, just got to the point to where we said it's, it's now or never, you know, we've been waiting to be ready and, you know, as ready as we can be, as prepared as we can be. But we sat down and we talked about it and like, it was, it was time. We yeah. weren't going to be more ready. Like the things that we were waiting to, to get done to start having or to start growing our family were things that like, honestly, not that they weren't important, mm-hmm. but we could do without. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at that point, I think it was September 2020 when we um, kind of decided, I think it's time yeah. that we, we start trying. So how long did it take you to get pregnant? Uh, it took us about, was it September? So about four months. Um, I was really stressed out about it. I was, you know, that first month I was like, why didn't it happen now? Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> ready. I need it. I need to be pregnant right now. <laughs> Um, so I think that, uh, kind of factored into a little, it it taking us a little bit longer was that I was so stressed out about Mm -hmm. it. Um, but once we, we talked about it and I kind of, you know, chilled out a little bit, (laughs) realized, you know, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. Um, and yeah, we got pregnant, uh, January of 2021, um, was when we found out. Were you experiencing symptoms and went and got a test? No, I was. No, she was, was highly like, tracking. Like, oh, okay. she knew oh, okay. it was that day. <laughs> no, I, day yeah, of the hour. I, my my girlfriend's asked me the same thing. I was like, no, I took a test like a week before I was supposed I to. I love it. <laughs> You're like, it should be implantation day, so I'm going to take a test. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> you and Julie would get along. Oh yeah. We're like Monica and friends. Yeah, because we just are planners, no, yeah, and I, like we know every, okay. we have the details, we yeah. know the things. Oh yeah, I could tell. Like, I ovulated this day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this happened this day, and this is the day I can. This is the earliest I can take the test, and that's when I took it. So then, spoiler alert: when we lose our babies, we just crash because <laughs> oh, we yeah. had no control over no, that, and we did that not plan not in the for plan. that. No, no, mm-hmm. not in the plans at all. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so you had already bought a onesie. You had already. <laughs> Made an announcement. Oh, yeah. I was, I was yeah. ready to go. We I actually already like, Pinterest how yeah. we were going to tell people before we even got pregnant. Definitely. We had a Pinterest board for that. <laughs> Announcing the pregnancy, the gender reveal party, the baby shower. Oh, I, I, yeah, I definitely had a Pinterest board for a gender reveal party. Yeah. I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. What theme are we going I for? I can relate. All yeah. the stuff was in your Amazon cart. Yeah. Just ready to purchase. So how did you tell Brian that you were pregnant? Oh, I walked over and I was like, does this look positive? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I have pictures. Like so good. I'm picturing you. St- I don't even know what you look like, but yeah. I'm just like picturing you walking up to putting it in his face. Stick. In the face. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. He, I think it was at like midnight one night. And, or, I was like, okay. This, like, you wake I him up. <laughs> you poke him aggressively. Are you sleeping? <laughs> How are you sleeping? He was working late. He was working late. So I like walked over and I was like. I think this might be positive. I'm not sure. Can you take a look at it? Yeah. But, no, because you see all those videos of, like, the super cute and, like, elaborate ways that, um, you know, you tell your husband that you're pregnant. Right. I'm definitely not that. Nope. We wanted that to happen, yeah. but then our, like, body just takes over, over and we yes. just can't do You had that. a Pinterest board for that. That's right. But that yes. didn't get done. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you guys find out, and do you share the news immediately, or do, you, do we do doctor's appointments first? And 
we we waited until we hit 12 weeks because mm-hmm. um, you always hear about like you know the safe zone which mm. now I can say, we blow that up we and, need like, to yeah. blow it bomb can it we cancel that yeah I'm that's not a, a no canceler, but <laughs> is there a red button we can press <laughs> No, that is one of the things with now with uh, our pregnancy after where I was like, that, that that's not real. Right. That False. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, so we waited until I had my first um, appointment with my OB. We got, you know, the sono pictures, got the testing done, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that evening after our first appointment, we told Brian's parents were the first ones that we told. Oh. Um, and we, we did do something cute for them. We put together like a little, um, we pretended it was like a, we were taking a cake. Um, and we put the sonogram picture and a little onesie that said, um, hola, abuelo, so hello, grandparents, Spanish, um, and a book that said, uh, one book that was um, titled, uh, I Love My Grandma, and another one was I Love My Grandpa. Uh, so, yeah, and we did the same thing with my parents. I think it was about a week later. That's so special. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what did your pregnancy look like? What was What was first trimester like for you? Um, things went pretty smoothly. I did. There was one time, um, I started having a little bit of bleeding. Um, it was even before my first appointment with my OB. Yeah. Uh, but she like her office and her there, they were fantastic. I gave them a call at this point. Like it was my first time going to see her. Um, and I called, let them know, Hey, I'm having a little bit of spotting. It's not any like significant bleeding or anything. So at that point I'm like freaking out because my first pregnancy Mm -hmm. but they had me go in got some blood work done um and my progesterone levels were low so they just put me on some progesterone daily um and that took care of that and that was honestly the only real issue that i had throughout the whole pregnancy um just you know the regular fatigue uh i didn't even really have a lot of morning sickness or anything like that um but it was pretty uneventful honestly that's, that's good yeah those are the good parts of pregnancy the story. innocence. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Did she find out the gender then? Of course. Sorry, Tracy, stupid question. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. So we did. We had um, the NIPT test done. Um, and we we didn't find we because they have the option when you get your results for the test to see with the gender or without the gender. So we did without the gender. And uh, my OB's office um, put the gender in a little envelope for us. And we gave that to my cousin. And she was in charge of like ordering the confetti cannons and all that stuff. <laughs> That's so fun. So we we found out, I want to say it was Mother's Day. Uh, 20- yeah. Party and all. Mm-hmm. Was, it was definitely a fun day. Was there anybody in your circle or family that um, has experienced a loss that you kind of sat with during your pregnancy or not Not really? No, we, um, the most we had heard of, you know, was, oh, you know, someone's mom's cousin's sister mm-hmm. had, you know, an early miscarriage right. or uh, something like that. That was pretty much the extent of what we knew about loss within our circles. Um, we did, Brian does, um, he did lose um, a cousin, but you know, older or not, it wasn't like an, right. an infant or a baby or anything like that. Um, but no, we, that, that was pretty much the extent was uh, early miscarriage, um, but nothing like stillbirth or anything like that. Yeah. So you said you were doing your clinicals. What field are you in? Uh, physical therapy. So I'm a pediatric physical therapist. Oh. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. So you were, you guys were just working, doing your thing. 
yeah, going to doctor's we, appointments, plan in the nursery. Pretty much, yeah. We um, Brian started working from home pretty much when COVID started, uh, so it was kind of a blast because we I um, was doing home health at that point, so my schedule was pretty pretty easy. I was you know going in late in the mornings, getting off pretty early in the afternoon. So he was at home all day. We were just you know hanging out, living life. Um, he was able to go with me to all of my appointments, um, which was now looking back at it, we're super thankful for because he got to experience all of those moments too. Um, but yeah, we, you know, super uneventful. Well, that's good. Uh, Again. Except for COVID happening. Right. Yeah. Except for COVID, which at this point, you know, we had been, COVID had been going on for about a year. Right. Um, but still, you know, we, we were trying to be as cautious as possible. I, um, stopped working what as soon as I got into the, the third trimester um, because I was doing home health and it's a little bit harder to you know you can't really have someone you know could you put on a mask in your own home you know right. I was obviously doing all that um, but once we got into the third trimester we both just kind of decided you know um, the safest option would be for me to stop working and just you know mm -hmm. focus on getting ready for Ari to get here um, so yeah I think it was in July, I believe, probably late June, early July when I stopped working. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of Karina's story. Emma's footprints is heading to Top Golf in Pittsburgh on Sunday, July 9th. Whether you're an aspiring golf pro or picking up the club for the first time, Top Golf is fun for all. Golfers will be able to compete against each other, much like a traditional golf outing. There's a team leaderboard, and you'll be able to see your team's placement displayed on the in-bay TVs, enjoy food and drinks. It's a unique way to support Emma's Footprints while laughing and having a good time with friends. Head to the events tab at emmasfootprints.com for more details. Take a swing to support Emma's Footprints, and we will see you on Sunday, July 9th. Okay, so we're back. So your pregnancy was per perfection, textbook. Pretty much, yeah. Um, what did that you and you took off? You said the beginning of your third trimester. What were you? Yes. What were you doing on those days? And then take us to the day where things. Um, I was went wrong. Um, doing lots of lounging around. I honestly wasn't doing too much, which is super super nice. And uh, you know, just washing uh, all the baby clothes, all the baby things, getting everything ready. Um, it was like kind of towards the tail end of the summer. So we were out a lot, you know, just out here with my parents, um, have a little bit of land, um, kind of North of Fort Worth. So like the evenings are amazing because the breeze feels fantastic. We were just doing a lot of hanging out and, and loving life at that moment. Um, so yeah, I, it was the weekend before I, so Ari was born, um, September 28th, the morning of September 28th. So that weekend before, um, we had been uh, out in Fort Worth, um, had gone to go have dinner uh, near campus, because uh, TCU's campus isn't too far from my parents' house. And just all in all, like getting ready, we knew it was almost time. At that point, I was, I think I had just hit 39 weeks. Okay. Um, we were enjoying the last few days, you know, of not having a little one to mm. take care of right away. Um, and, you know, thinking back at about it now um things did start to feel a little bit off I would say like that Sunday 
um, Ari wasn't moving as much as he had been. He was still moving, you know, I was still feeling kicks. I was doing my kick counts, all that stuff. Um, but think looking back at it now, it was different from mm. kind of what I had grown to, to expect from him. Did um, you know it was different in that moment or like just looking back? Did you know? A part of me in that moment did feel that it was different, but like it wasn't alarming, I guess I would say for me in that moment. Um, Cause I was doing everything that we had learned to do. You know, I did my kick counts. We got 10 kicks in two hours, all that stuff. So that kind of reassured me in the moment, but looking back at it now, yeah. it, it's definitely, you know, I. Well, and you're so just, like you're kind of just checking boxes when you're yeah. at the end of pregnancy, yeah. like 10, yeah. 10 kicks. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Check. Okay. Now I'm just going to go do something you're else or so drink. Close. The, yeah. Like, <laughs> any second now yeah 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 so that um that was on sunday and then monday we were you know we had been at my parents house that morning we came home finished doing a couple of more things to get everything ready for him um because at that at this point we already had an induction um date scheduled for october 6th and my due date was on october 2nd um monday went by he had been moving but same thing it was just there was something a little bit off about it um but monday evening um i had finished folding some of his clothes and i lay down in bed to kind of just relax for a little bit and i noticed that he was moving really erratically mm-hmm. and kind of um it felt like he was like pushing and then getting stuck uh and thinking about that now is really hard because like yeah. in that moment we kind of or like I, I realized now that he was struggling you yeah. know but it was at that moment that he was kind of he was fighting essentially yeah. and um yeah. and I actually recorded a video at that moment because he was moving so so weirdly um and I just went back and looked at it not too long ago and mm. you know waterworks because it's the feeling now is I should have done something at yeah, that point. Yeah, if he knew. Did your doctor talk about, I mean, they, they with the kick count, it's like if there's under movement or not enough movement, mm-hmm. but did they talk about if there's yeah. erratic movement? Um, I don't think we, we went into, like, specifics like that. It was kind of just, you know, like the kick count. And if you're getting your kicks in, that's what, what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah we 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 weren't super aware of like if they're feeling mm. necessarily different then that's also a cause for concern yeah 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 so um that was monday night you know we we went to bed he was still moving um and then tuesday morning on the 28th i woke up um around 7 a.m and um lost my mucus plug when i went to the bathroom so we at that point are super excited oh my gosh it's happening like i'm probably gonna start laboring soon and all that um but 30 minutes later um i went to the restroom again and had a lot of heavy bleeding Hmm. which really scared us at that point we're like okay this isn't normal something's going on um so we thankfully were super close to our hospital the hospital where i was delivering we were about a seven eight minute drive and we we rush there um get into L&B super fast. Um, uh, I think it, we got there about 8 a.m., I believe, maybe a little bit after, and they get us into triage. At that point, they're um, getting the ultrasound machine out, trying to find his heartbeat, and it's 
taking them longer than it usually does. And at that point, I know that something's wrong. And I look over at Brian and, you know, fear in my eyes. He, he looks very concerned also. Um, and in the split second, the room fills with people. Mm. They finally find his heartbeat. It is down in the 60s, I believe, 60s oh or 70s at that point. Um, and next thing I know, my OB's there. She says, hey, we're having a baby. Like, we're, we're doing this right now. And I get rushed into the OR. We have a stat C-section. Um, and Ari was born at 8.48 in the morning on the 28th, September 28th. Um, I wake up about an hour and a half later because I was put under general anesthesia. I wasn't um, awake for any of it. and. Mm. Brian's, you know, he wasn't allowed in or anything either. Oh, wow. Um, at this point, when I wake up, Brian's in the room, and we kind of get the the rundown. They've already kind of, they've already spoken to him about everything that's going on. Um, at this point, I find out that he had to be resuscitated mm-hmm. um, when he was born because he was not breathing. Uh, they were able to get him back, and he was intubated. He's on a ventilator. Um and they thankfully are able to get me down into the NICU to go see him. Um, and, you know, I go to the NICU, I see him for a little bit. I can't hold him or touch him or anything. He's intubated. He has all these lines and wires. Um, and once we get back to the recovery room, um, the neonatologist comes to talk to us and tells us that it's not looking oh. good. Um, she's, you know, at this point, like, Oh, we we just want we want some good news, you know. The, the whole morning's been nothing but but Chaos. bad news yeah. and crisis and and all of that. And you know, she's not telling us what we want to hear. Um, he, they're not able to control his blood pressure. They've you know are kind of maxing out on the medications, and they just they can't get his blood pressure under control. It keeps dropping. Um, they let us know that they're going to transfer him to um, a little larger hospital in, hospital in Dallas um, for a cooling treatment because um, because he was without oxygen for so long oh or they don't even, we don't even know for how long he mm-hmm. was deprived um, but if he's able to make it through then that cooling treatment would have been really important to help prevent um, brain damage so they're they're telling us that they won't be able to transport him until they can get him stable enough which doesn't end up being until about two in the afternoon um and finally you know they get him stable enough they transfer him brian goes with him at this point like my parents are with me at the hospital my in-laws are with us too um and so brian goes to dallas with ari and uh when he gets there the doctor's telling him the same thing you know we just we're doing everything that we can but we just cannot get it under control mm-hmm. um and how far away at, is that drive uh it's about 25 30 minutes okay so not not too bad by you know texas mm-hmm. standards right but your husband um, went all by himself he did um he <sighs> he got there i think Ari made it to dallas i want to say about 4 p.m so Brian um, was over there with him at that point. And then his um, his parents left, uh, had already left um, with where I was. And they went back home. And then his mom went with him to the hospital mm-hmm. where Ari was at that point. Um, but yeah, we it was kind of a lot of waiting and seeing what, what was going to happen. If they were able to, to um, get his blood pressure under control, all of that. And 
uh, I want to say about seven or eight um, in the evening. It's, you know, kind of at that point, they pretty much say there's not a whole lot that we can do. Um, we've maxed out on medications. We've, we're trying all the treatments and nothing's working. Uh, so at that point, the priority became getting me to Dallas. Yeah. Um, and I had just had a C-section, you know, yeah. major bowel a stat C-section. So my OB um, was considering discharging me, you know, less than 12 hours after, or about wow. 12 hours after having surgery so that I could get to Dallas. But thankfully, they were able to um, just transfer me over. So the OB in Dallas was able to, they had a bed open for me and they were able to transfer me. So I made it over there about, I want to say 1.30 or 2 in the morning, wow. um, the morning of the 29th. And um, we, I, I made it into the NICU and all of, all, both of our parents were with us. Um, we All of us were able to be in the NICU and he passed at about 2.30. I want to say oh. that morning. So I, I got to see him and hold him for about 30 minutes oh. before he passed. Oh. It was, it was a very um, chaotic and whirlwind um, 24 hours. Yeah. We, we went from all this excitement of, Oh my gosh, he's coming. He's coming. He's going to be here today. You know, at that morning when we left our apartment, I was texting all of my friends like, he's coming. We're having a baby today. Like he's, he's going to be here before we know it to texting them, you know, 6am the next day that he, he was gone. I hate, I hate so these sorry. stories. I hate them. I hate all lost stories, but the ones that are just almost so close to the finish line and then just get ripped away from you, it just. And that's, I think, the hardest part is yeah. knowing that we, right. we have. You were right there. Here. Like 48 hours yeah. would have made like a minutes. huge difference. Minutes. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, the the hardest part is looking back and realizing yeah. that I I could have done something about it, and, and I didn't. And, you know, everyone always says, like, you didn't know. You didn't know what was going on. Obviously, you know now. But it, in that moment like that, I always think back to Monday evening yeah. of when he was moving so weirdly and just not not his usual self that yeah. I, I should have said something. I should have done something, and I didn't. And I think that's what eats at me the most. Yeah. I and it's not helpful when people say, you didn't know, to just, you know, like those, <laughs> that's, that's unhelpful. Um, I, I do think that we always, no matter the loss, try and find something to blame. And. Because we can't just accept the fact. Right. It just happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. And that we, we were all looking for. For like just like you said, you know, someone, something right. to blame. Yep. And my my mom had a hard time with it, and you know, she mm. was asking like, "Did your OB like? Did she do everything she was supposed to? Did she check everything? Did she tell you everything?" And and it, you know, I, I had to reassure her like, "Mom, you know, she did everything that she was supposed to. We did everything we were supposed to. Right. Everyone did everything that they were supposed to. 
and this still happened. Like, yeah, there's... babies are not supposed to die, right? At the end of the day, no, right? No, yeah. It just it goes against everything that we mm-hmm. know. Yeah, right. He, he should be here. Yes. No, none of our babies should should die. Yeah. yeah, not be here. And there, yeah, there's no way to rationalize it. Wow. At all. Yeah, so those those were you know September twenty eighth and the twenty ninth are seared into yeah. into who we are now. Yeah. Um, what did the days? Did you get resources in the hospital, or what did it look like leaving the hospital? Um, we we got a few uh, like you know you get the the pamphlets and all that stuff from from the chaplain. You know they went and talked to us while while we were there, and, and I think the hardest. Part was that we weren't in our hospital where we knew everyone we were in Dallas mm, yeah. um, so we were seeing you know the the OB that was on staff at that moment I wasn't seeing my they're OB. all strangers to oh, you right you've no relationship she, with them uh, my OB thankfully you know stayed in like was in constant contact with us like hey like are you know like, you okay how are you doing and she was getting updates from from the hospital um but we <laughs> We got discharged that Thursday, so three days after or two days after he was um, born, and it was we kind of just went into autopilot mode. Um, yeah. We were exhausted. We 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 hadn't slept in over you know 24 hours. We had been going, 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 and Brian and I both kind of just crashed um, that that day that he passed, and like that that afternoon, I think we slept like 10 12 hours probably because we just we didn't know what else to do we didn't know what right what to do with ourselves at that moment um we we were dealing you know with um because he was born alive um we were having to deal with like the birth certificate office they gave Mm. us a call we're like hey um we just want to make sure we get your little guy's name right and all that stuff and you know they sound so happy and so cheery because you know they're they're calling about a new baby and um having to you know ask you know okay thank you you know we we're getting his birth certificate but what when are we gonna get his death certificate where do we get that And, and you know those things and um the one thing that really like stood out to me that day was that we also got a call from um the organ donation office and yeah they they gave us a call and I thought it was like the birth certificate office and I was you know we had been fielding calls all day but that one really caught us off guard and I had been on the phone with my mom when they called me and so I you know hung up was like hey mom let me call you back and I answered the call and they said you know if you guys do choose to donate, like we need to make the decision soon. And that was one thing that we were, Brian and I were both very sure and in an agreement about that. We, we couldn't like, we, I, I know how much good it would have done to, you know, donate some of his organs, but at that, like I couldn't fathom the idea of him not being complete. Yeah. Like he, he was already robbed of a life. Yeah. I couldn't imagine taking more from him. Yeah. Um, so that that's one of the hardest things I think we dealt with while we were at the hospital. Um, but we we decided not to, and we just you know kind of. But when when the time came to get discharged, we um, it's thinking about it now. It's hilarious, and Brian and I laugh about it all the time. But 
uh, when you get discharged from the hospital in Dallas, they give you a, like a full family-sized lasagna meal with like salad <gasps> and breadsticks and all this stuff. Wow. Okay. And Brian had gone to go pick up the car. I was uh getting wheeled out you know at this point we're, we're ready to go and my nurse was like oh every family that like leaves like gets this and in my mind I was like I don't want your lasagna like I don't want this like why, why am I gonna eat this like, I don't need this and she was like well every family gets it and I could have said so much more I said it in my head but I Did you speak Spanish to her. Hospital with a lasagna instead of my. Take your lasagna, Leslie, and shove it. <laughs> and I was so mad when that happened. But yeah. thinking about it now, I'm like, how ridiculous is it that I was being wheeled out with this giant lasagna in my lap, <sighs> and no baby? Like, what What is life? So That's... ridiculous. But the fact that you can sit and laugh about it is—I don't want to say laugh about it. But just find comedy in it because it, it's like yeah. when life, when trauma happens, mm-hmm. I think we have to, there's a, there's a crew of us that just laugh through our trauma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And make We're jokes like, dark, because it's just like, humor. are you kidding me? Yeah. This is my life. It's a lasagna. I want my baby. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I don't want this lasagna. Please take it back. Like, I do not want this. I'm not going to eat it. I, I don't want. Checking the garbage outside. <laughs> And she's like, um, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, Greena, but every job. family gets a lasagna. Yes, and I felt so bad because she was probably like, I don't want to give you this lasagna. It was her first but... day on the job. <laughs> yes. She's new here. Who oh, made her give the lasagna? Oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, while, while that's so kind, we might have to rethink that <laughs> if there's a loss. A loss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they don't need a lasagna. No, yeah. no they don't. They need therapy. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't eat it. We definitely didn't eat it. We threw it in the freezer and then threw it out Aww. like three months later when we moved out. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> I've never heard that before. That's, That's story. a new one. Mm. The food. That's mm-hmm. a new one. So what did you do? Um, what did his first birthday look like? Um, his first birthday was so much fun um, and so special. We, uh, I've always been, I love to host. I love to throw parties. I love to decorate all those things. Um, you know, if it's not evident by like having a million Pinterest boards. <laughs> yeah. <and all> that. <laughs> um, so I, I had been planning, you know, his first birthday, like, okay, what are we going to do? What's the theme going to be? All that stuff. And we, um, we actually had a, an, another OB appointment because, uh, so we got pregnant six months after, um, Ari was born and I had had a one of my um, OB visits the morning of his birthday so we got to see my OB and she you know wished him a happy birthday all that stuff and um, we came over to my parents got uh, like all the decorations ready my dad made him a huge number one um, in the shape of a dinosaur we you know finished painting that and getting it ready Um, we had bought like uh, stuff to make tacos and stuff after we uh, went to the cemetery we all came back and, and had dinner and had cake and all that um, while we were at the cemetery um, uh, the priest who um, married us was there too and he sang some songs for Ari we said a, a few prayers he spoke and all that because we we were on and off the phone with him um, the day Ari was born and he mm-hmm. was you know help, helping us 
kind of just manage and, and go through everything. So it was really special for him to be with us to celebrate his first birthday. Yeah. Um, but we had uh, lots of friends and family that went with us. We kind of hung out um, a good like two, three hours around the cemetery just wow. talking. Where did you learn to do this stuff? I feel like that's <laughs> rare for mm-hmm. families if you had no help to, or maybe you've, yeah, talk to us about that. No, yeah, I, we, we thankfully had a lot of help. Um, both of our families are in the area and not just like our parents. We have like extended families here, aunts, uncles, cousins, all of that. Um, so in the, the early days of our loss, um, we moved in with my parents for about three, four months. Um, just, I, we, we never went back to our apartment. I, I couldn't step foot in mm-hmm. there again. Yeah. Um, so we moved in with my parents and the, the house was never empty. There was always people, people were always bringing food, coming to, you know, talk and cry and laugh with us. Yeah. Um, so those first, I want to say it was about that first month, month and a half. Um, we were never alone, which I think helped us a lot. There was always someone here to keep us company and and they 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 did you know give us our space too if Uh like you know brian and i would just kind of um hide out in the room for a little bit if we needed to and we would cry together and you know Uh if we needed those those moments alone just the two of us but we we were very supported thankfully um and you know we still were a year later even for for ari's birthday everyone who had been with us in those early days also went to go celebrate with us um to celebrate him, which, which was really special. So and beautiful. He yeah. had so many flowers, so many stuffies, balloons. Um, my cousin baked him a tiny little cake with a little dinosaur because his first birthday was dinosaur themed. Um, and had a little like baby dressed up as a dinosaur. And it was, it was just really, really special. Wow. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like actively grieving all of you guys together, mm-hmm. which it's is so good for the family. So healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so yeah, you, we, you, I was going to say, no, yeah, um, you had a pregnancy after your loss. Yes. How was we, that? um, I was, I was ready to get pregnant again, like immediately. And obviously everyone thought I was ridiculous and crazy. And, you know, I just had a, an emergency C-section. Like, what am I thinking about even, you know, thinking about getting pregnant right now? Um, but I, I think it was at like my first, um, visit after Ari was born um I the first thing I asked my OB was okay when can we get pregnant again like I I need a baby in my arms Mm -hmm. and I know it's not going to be Ari I'm very well aware of that Mm -hmm. and I don't want anyone to think that I just want a baby to replace him because you know no baby's going to replace him right but I was I was ready that that moment um so she I said the recommendation would be to wait at least a year, 18 months would have been ideal. Um, but she told us the minimum would be six months, um, just to give myself time to heal physically. Right. Um, but yeah, we, the, I think I had like my well woman visit, um, about six months after at that six month mark. And that was the first thing I asked her was like, okay, am I, am I clear? Like, can we, can we do this? What's, what's going on? Um, and she, you know, begrudgingly said, yes, you can, if, if that's what you really want. Um, obviously she would have wanted us to wait a little bit longer, but, um, I called her like two weeks later, like surprise, (laughs) not surprise. (laughs) Went home immediately. (laughs) Brian, let's go. (laughs) 
English at once without delay. With Ari. I took a test a week before my period was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we got pregnant um, the first month after trying, which uh, I was very happy about. Brian was a little bit more kind of just like, you know, he was scared. headlights. He was, yeah. Yeah. But um, we, we did choose to stay with um, my same OB. Uh, and we just, we, we knew that if we switched, we'd have to, you know, mm. let like tell the whole story, go through everything again. And, and even after that, they wouldn't quite understand right. the way that um, my OB, you know, already did because she went through the Yeah, they experienced with that with you. She, um, you know, she cried with us. She mm. hugged us. She, she lived through it with us. Right. So we, we, you know, decided that the best choice for us would be to, to stay with her. And, um, she, she was fantastic. Um, I saw her, I want to say it was about eight weeks was when I had my first, um, visit this time around and it was about eight or nine weeks. And then, you know, early in pregnancy, you're only going once a month. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I went the month from that nine week visit. So at 13 weeks was when I had my next one. And the moment I walked into her office, I told her, I can't do this. I cannot wait four weeks to see you. Um, so from 13 weeks on, uh, I saw her every week because I I could not go longer than that. And it's so Uh, special when they hear you, which is a whole nother reason why you don't switch doctors because they, like they experienced it with you. Right. And hopefully can sit and give you the space that you need and to of reassurance. Right. Yes, it's nice yeah, when they was, get it. Yeah. When they just get it. Yeah. She was fantastic. She, you know, said, okay, well, we'll do it. We'll do whatever you need to do. Um, she also referred us out to maternal fetal medicine. So I was seeing MFM um, once a month. Yeah. So when I wasn't seeing them or her, I saw them once a month um, just because, you know, of our history and, uh, you know, it was, um, I don't think I mentioned it, but uh, so Ari, what happened was we had, he had a double nuchal cord wow. um, and, you know, just kind of a freak accident. Like there's no rhyme or reason as to why it happened. Right. Uh, and we don't know how long the cord had been wrapped around his neck. We don't know how long he had been, you know, without oxygen. Um, so it wasn't necessarily like a, a thing that we could like test for and, right. mm-hmm. and prevent again. Was, yeah. Um, so uh, there was like no real reason for me to see MFM this time around, but she still gave us a referral. They still saw us. We were getting checked out by them once a month and it just, it, it was really reassuring. And we were really thankful for, for my OB and for MFM that they were watching us so closely yeah. at, at every visit. You know, she was checking Luca's umbilical cord, making sure that it was looking okay, that it wasn't wrapped or anything that the blood flow looked good um so yeah she they, they definitely gave us lots of reassurance which we were thankful for i want to give them all high fives and mm-hmm. hugs mm-hmm. yeah they were just stand in a line and we just, can just yes. like run, run down run the back. line yeah <laughs> which um was so lugo is actually born uh at 32 weeks okay. so we wow these these two i always tell brian i was like these sons of yours are just <laughs> Your sons, get your lot. sons. <laughs> so did you um, go into labor naturally? No. So my water broke at 29 weeks. What? Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. We, I was sitting Plot twist. TV. <laughs> I was sitting in the living room watching TV. 
turned to get comfortable and like <gasps> no it, i drenched the sofa well um, the- i can we Sorry, talk about can we talk about that? Like what was your emotion? Because you're not planning that either, obviously. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, it was terrifying to say the least. Oh, we my um gosh. we were staying at my parents because they were out of town. So we were staying at their house because my sister was here and she um has like soccer practice and all that stuff. So we uh, she needed us to kind of chauffeur her around for the week. <laughs> So we, we had been here already the week they were, my parents were supposed to be getting back like the, a day or two um, after this happened. And um, yeah, I was sitting in the living room watching TV. I happened to turn on the couch and I just felt like wet. And I told myself for a second, I was like, did I just like pee my pants? Like, what, That's what's not what on? I think it is. No, it be. I, I, got up right away and I, I knew right away like the moment I, I stood up I was like no uh-huh. like that, that my water just broke um so Brian was in the other living room uh, where my sister was like doing her homework and I like rushed by where they are and Brian was already half asleep at this point I like rushed by and I'm like hey I think my water just broke I rush into the bathroom he like wakes up immediately and I was like what is going on I go into the bathroom and yep there's like <sighs> blood and all that stuff it, it wasn't like a ton of blood but um even one drop I, is too much yeah yeah even one i was like this and the, my first thought was this can't be happening no. right like, we, we cannot be going through this again um so everyone kicked it into high gear my sister like got my shoes got my purse all that stuff um and brian and i rushed out the door um because we were at my parents' house, we were again about 30 minutes away from our hospital. So we kind of had to make that split second decision of do we want to drive all the way to our hospital or do we want to go to the hospital that's like five minutes away? Um, so we decided to just go to the one that was here closest. And, um, at, you know, we're, we're kind of at this point like, okay, adrenaline rush, like we just need to get checked out. We need to know what's going on. Like, in our heads you know we're trying not to be too hopeful because of what we've already been through but at the same trying at the same time trying to tell ourselves like it's gonna be okay um so we made it to the hospital and I I had been okay up until this point but the moment I walked into the emergency room and kind of started telling them what happened um I lost it immediately because at that point I just I I guess being back in the hospital Mm, um yeah made me it made, made all those emotions rush back and mm-hmm. all I could get out was you know like my water broke I'm only 29 weeks please check my baby like yeah. you know please let us know that we're okay um so we we got checked out and it, my water did break they did the test and everything it was amniotic fluid that I was leaking um but he was looking great uh, on on the monitor on the ultrasound his heartbeat was good all of that um, so we, we got admitted that night. That was Sunday, October 15th, which is insane to me because it's, um, pregnancy and infant loss awareness mm, or the day. wave of light. It was yeah. the same day as the wave of light. Yeah. And, um, so we had literally just been at home. We lit our candles, you know, we were uh, talking to Ari and all of that. And then for this to happen, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this can't be happening again. Um, but yeah, so that night we got admitted and I was in the hospital for, three and a half weeks um just trying to keep him in there as long as we could um we were thankfully able to get transferred to our hospital with my ob um so i was in 
I was at the hospital I got admitted in for about three days before we got transferred. Um, so yeah, we, I, I wanted to get to my OB as fast as we could. Yeah. Um, just cause you know, she, we, we knew she was going to take good care of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, we were in the hospital. I want to say it was about three and a half weeks. Um, constantly monitored he we were doing three nsts a day i believe wow Um, and anytime that i felt any sort of anxiety or anything um i could just you know call up our nurse and like hey can we get thrown on the monitor please just you know to make sure things are okay and and i think the most i got monitored in one day was about six times because i was just yeah good not okay (laughs) yeah yeah he Luca did give us a few scares a couple of times, um, but thankfully we were able to keep him in till 30. He was born at 32 and three. Wow. Um, and he spent 40 days in the NICU wow. just uh, feeding and, and growing all that. Thankfully he um, didn't need any respiratory assistance, which was what we were the most concerned about just mm-hmm. because you know, that last month is when they really right, work develop. on their yeah their lungs. yeah on their yeah. lungs. Um, but he came out having a great time. He never Aww. needed any oxygen. He was on room air from the moment he was born. Um, so yeah, he he spent the time. Okay, in the little stinker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even to this day, he's a little stinker. <laughs> what day did you bring him home? We brought him home December 16th. So about two weeks before his due date. My His due date was December 30th. Okay. And he was born on November 7th. So mm. almost a full two months early. Buddy. <laughs> wow. Luca. Yeah. We, you know, just having had um, our loss with, with Ari and then all the scares that, that we went through with Luca we were, you know, just extra thankful that we were able to bring him home. Yeah. Safely. Yeah. And how did you hear of Emma's footprints? Um, I heard, uh, I believe her name is Peyton on Twitter. Peyton Cole. Okay. I um, started following her short, like after, uh, because our losses were kind of almost at the same time. I believe she lost Rudy. Yeah. September 30th. Yeah. And yeah. um, that's uh, on Twitter was kind of where I found the com- my community at first, like my lost community. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the first moms that I um, kind of connected with online. Mm-hmm. And she um, had talked about you guys on there. And, and I checked, you know, checked you guys out. And then she mentioned that she had done the podcast with you guys. So, you know, I definitely take any chance that I can to talk about Ari and, and about his story and kind of what life's been like you know, since, since his, or since our loss. Yeah. So Um, so yeah. And I I mean, I love that the work that you guys do, we, we hadn't, we didn't reach out to you guys at first. I think we, um, we connected with star legacy was the first Mm -hmm. organ that we acted because they, they have that like, um, 24 hour grief. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, and we did their support group for a while. Uh, their bereaved parents group and then after we got pregnant we did their um, pregnancy after loss support mm. group which was helpful too yeah Amazing. the power of social media man yes. it's like yeah. so glad that it's here so sad for the people that didn't get to connect you know years ago oh yeah you decades, know, decades centuries ago before. Yep. it's like how lonely you must have felt 
and how isolated that was. Hi, it's Tracy me. Daly. Hi, it's me. I'm, I'm not the no. problem, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I was in, yeah. in the problem. <laughs> yeah. So it is cool to hear you say Peyton's name yeah. as she's also a local here Baby and just mm-hmm. kind of know and like know each other's babies. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. do you guys like you text? just say do Rudy's you? name so ca- like we so casually? Yeah. But we we definitely like message each other on uh, yeah, it's on awesome. Twitter and stuff and. Uh, yeah, you know, love to talk about our babies and yeah, so cool. just the, the fact that our, our losses were so close to yeah. each other. I think we, we were kind of on that same um, time frame yep. of loss. Obviously, have one grief differently, but we um, we're gonna have to have you two meet, and we should we should <laughs> that's cool video it. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. We that uh, that was kind of where I found that, that like I said that first community was was online for sure because you kind of don't know we didn't know where to turn to at first in those right. early yeah, days you don't yeah and you know i was kind of just like online just searching like uh infant loss and grief and child loss and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, you did not have um, a pinterest board for that Mm-mm. no i'm sure you do now but mm-hmm. you did not uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you're not prepared <laughs> yeah yeah there yeah. i mean nothing could have prepared us for that at all and and you know i was just really thankful that i was able to find you know, others that, mm-hmm, that yeah. kind of, because th- that's the one thing that my husband and I really, really, you know, talk about a lot is that no one knows what it's like unless you've gone through it. And, mm-hmm. and no matter, you know, you could be the most empathetic person ever, but unless you have lived through this, there is no way for you to know yep. what it is truly, like what, what it truly is to feel, feel this loss and, that's why we, we've been really thankful for like the support groups and everything and everyone that we've connected to. We've also made ton of friends with um, the other parents at the cemetery where, where Ari Aww. is, which is really, really awesome That's because you know, we, we go once a week. We try and go more often if we can, like maybe twice a week, but we definitely go at least once a week and just kind of hang out with him, have lunch, you know, we'll read, read stories and stuff. Um, and it's really nice when there's other parents there because we we get to talk about our babies and we get yeah. to you know talk about what life is like now and and all that. So that the that's the community really is big. so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, you yes. really can't get through this without it. Yeah. Oh no no no! I, I remember those early days just feeling so lost. Like what what am I supposed to do? Like mm-hmm. what yeah what's going on? Um, and finding the community definitely definitely helped us out. Yeah, so friendly reminder, anybody listening, if you're new to the podcast, if you've just had a loss, if you've been kind of poo-pooing a loss community or reaching out, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do it. Do that. You need a community. And we are here if, you know, there's, it's really cool to hear other organizations popping up. Right. Other podcasts about loss. Right. Because there are so many parents there's so much loss right like it doesn't yeah there's a lot of space in this space for for more warriors yeah that's one of the things that uh has been so hard to see was when when we had Ari's um, funeral and his burial um he was you know the latest row I guess Mm, yeah call it there and now 18 months later there have been I want to say 10 to 12 wow which every time that we see those yeah. little flags get put out, yeah, you know it just like means. heart shatters again. Yep. Yeah. And that's just one cemetery right. in, in yeah. Texas, you know? Yeah. 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 Wow, Karina. Thanks for reaching out. 
Thank Thanks you for, for finding Peyton. I'm going to text her. Like, Peyton? Yeah. Okay, girl. Who's got followers, Look girl? what Rudy did. Rudy's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Her and Ari are up to something. Yeah. <laughs> they are. I We always, like, they are, anytime anything goes missing at home or we can't find something, we're free. Ari, what do you do? get it together. Ari. Put it back. Yeah. Yes. Cute little sticker brother, Luca. <laughs> well, it is an honor to talk to you and to get to hear your story, hear Ari's story and Luca's. And Well, thank um, you guys so much for, for the work that you do and, and helping, you know, all the lost parents connect and, and, and build this community yeah. that, you know, we also so desperately need. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not for the faint of heart. We don't have another oh, option. Right. That's right. <laughs> There's no other option. Definitely don't have any other option. Nope. That's, that's... We're here. We're here to stay. So oh, no, it... for... Yeah. talk for another hour about all the, the pleasantries and things that we just are we'll not just... are not huge fans of. Yeah, that's right. Well, now we have our, your phone number. So now we'll text and we'll yes, continue yes. this relationship. <laughs> yes. Get to know you. Well, thanks so much for calling in. Hope you have a great day. And thanks, listeners, for tuning in. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother.